Welcome to the Dwelling Podcast. We're so glad you tuned in. Our hopes is that this message inspires you and builds your faith today. just humble ourselves before you. We just humble ourselves under your mighty hand. It's so funny to me how sometimes we think that we're God. How we think we've got to do all this stuff and we're going to handle it and we're going to fix it and we got to... God, we just come to you this morning just acknowledging that you are God and that we are not. And body of Christ, I would encourage you right now in this moment that we're just in his mighty presence and that we just have our eyes locked on the true Savior of the world. If there's anything that you're carrying that you think that you're God, maybe you don't think that directly, but you felt like you had to carry that, just lay it at his feet right now. We are so small. We're so significant to him that he would send his son for us. But we are so small in comparison to the God in the universe. Our Yeshua, the one who saves. Our Abba, Numa, the Holy Spirit. We just humble ourselves before you. Thank you so much for caring and seeing us, for saving us making a way for us to approach you. Thank you. We're just, it's all you. You've done it all. And we just, we're here just to draw near to you. That's all. Just to thank you for your goodness. Just to praise you because you're worthy. I pray that your glory would just be seen here among us today. We're not here to do some things or get some things done. We're really just here to draw near to you. And we honor your word. We honor how you speak, Holy Spirit. We honor um, just community. We honor each other. We love the people you've made and the people you've given us to live on earth with. God, we we just declare your goodness. We honor you in this moment right now. Lord, I pray that you'd help us to stay focused and to keep our eyes on you while we're together. But if we don't, you're still God and we're still not. So I pray that you just do what you want today. We throw wide the doors open and just give you permission or we submit to you, God. Just do whatever you want. Speak however you want and we'll listen. We'll cooperate. I pray that you just open our eyes to you, open our ears, open our hearts. We praise you more than we can really express. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you guys can be seated if you want to be, or you can keep standing if you want to. Far be it for me to tell you. 
Thank you so much, worship team. I'm telling you, some of these, Emily, Vicky, I really think y'all are gonna be at the front in heaven, okay? I'm sitting up here, and when that gold flag is waving like fire, I'm like, this is what it's gonna look like. I'm witnessing something beyond what's happening in this moment in this room, so thank y'all too. Can I get our favorite foots to come up on stage with me right now, please? So some of you guys already know, but we don't just lose people into oblivion when they move on from the dwelling church. We are all family in Christ, and when somebody goes somewhere else, we send them with blessing. And so this is Ian and Lisa and Chris's last Sunday with us for now. We know they're going to be back. Olivia's last Sunday was last Sunday, so some of us got to say our see yous in a little while um, and pray over her. But they're here this Sunday, and this is their last Sunday here for now. They're going to Enterprise Alabama to their next assignment there. So Enterprise, congratulations. You're about to be blessed. And this morning I was sitting down there and I, I thought, um, you know, sort of a prayer just in my heart, what verse would describe them if I had one? And before I really even finished that sentence in my heart, this came up immediately. So I want to read this. This is out of Philippians chapter one. And it says, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. I don't know if there is a more true statement than that. Every time I think of you guys, it's like a thank you just, just wells up. Um, always in prayer of mine for you all in making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this very thing, that he that began a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. The last verse says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, unto the glory and praise of God. I don't think any better verse would describe you guys. I mean, what you have invested in our family, I wanna say thank you. And I thank God upon every remembrance of that. But I know you guys can attest to this, what you've invested here in our church and in this neighborhood and in this city. I mean, laborers in the harvest you are. Jesus said, pray for laborers for the harvest. And you're one of the answers to that prayers, to those prayers. It's who you are and how you invest, but it's also how you use your hands, your resources, your voice. And so I want us to pray over these guys today. Um, as I pray out loud, feel free to extend your hand toward them and also pray out loud whatever Holy Spirit brings to your heart because we wanna send them on with a blessing. So you guys pray with me. God, I do thank you um, upon this remembrance for this family. And God, right now, I just thank you for how wherever their foot steps and wherever their voice is heard, you're gonna claim territory for the kingdom. I don't ask that, I thank you for that because I just feel like that is what you're doing. God, I thank you for what you've done in their lives and how that's been an encouragement 
to the rest of us. I mean, we have just watched in awe at your work. It's all your good work in their lives. And what we see is just an overflow of you. Lord, I pray for, I pray that you'd put people in their path that are, who are gonna bless them, who are gonna be true friends to them, who are gonna be encouragers and mentors and people that they can pour into. Lord, I know that you're just gonna order their steps. They've planned their way based on your words to them, and I know you're gonna order their steps. I bless their home. God, I pray that it would be just the kingdom in their home. I pray for peace. I pray for uh, just an increased closeness in their family. I pray for total wellness and health in Jesus' name. I pray for shalom. I pray that your truth would reign in their home. Holy Spirit, that your presence would be so evident that it's surprising even to them and to anybody who steps foot in their home. God, I just cancel any assignment of the enemy in Jesus' name, and I'm not gonna give any more attention to that. I just pray your good plan for them would come to pass. And God, I just see such gold in their future. I see such fruit in their future. God, thank you for um, just letting us be a part of their lives. It's such a blessing to us that you would, that you would have them here. God, I just pray for Olivia and Chris and Lisa and Ian. Lord, I pray that your will would be done and your kingdom would come on earth where they are as it is in heaven. Thank you for their love for them, for your love for them. In Jesus' name, amen. And thank y'all for being such good sports to come up on stage when you didn't really want to. <laughs> so, if I don't know you well yet, and I know there are many of you who I don't, my name is Bethany Acreage. I'm so happy to be here today. Um, hold on, let me get my, my flag here. I'm not gonna do like Emily and Vicky, don't worry. I would, that would be a disaster. I haven't been properly trained. Let me just put this here. Okay. Um, but my name is Bethany. I'm Gunner's, Pastor Gunner's wife and very happy to be. I am the mom of three uh, amazing kiddos who keep my life very interesting. If you ever just need some fun stories, you can always come and talk to me because I have probably some from today. I am also the mom of one very cuddly golden doodle named Fern. And I would say that I'm the mom of one very prickly bearded dragon named Bruno, but he does not claim me as family. I'm basically his servant just to bring him his food and leave him alone. So I won't embarrass him by saying that I won't humiliate him in this moment. But I'm so happy to be here. So we're on a journey through a series called Tested. If you haven't been here for the last few weeks, those messages were really good, especially if you've been going through a time of testing, which I know a lot of us are, including my family. So week one, so go back and listen to them if you get a chance. They're really good. Um, so week one, we talked about a new way of thinking about testing. James 1 says, for you know the testing of your faith produces steadfastness and let steadfastness have its full effect 
so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Week two, we talked about the test of love. Are we loving well? Gunnar used a really good analogy about our life being a barrel, and we have to make sure all the slats go to the top so that we can hold what God has in store for us. That was, I thought that was really good. Go listen to that one. And then last week, Christian talked about the test of action, faith and action together, and how that works. And I was furiously taking notes. But can, we, can Jesus trust us with what's on his heart? Will we move on it? Well, we know. It's one thing to know what's on his heart, and that's great, but are we going to move on it too? So this week, the test of the tongue. Aren't you so excited? So when I say the tongue, I don't mean we're going to have like a cake tasting contest today. Okay, I'm sorry to disappoint you. We're talking about speech. We're also not going to have one of those tests where you see if you can, you know, like make those little loop things with your tongue. I would fail at that one. I can't do any of those tricks. But we're talking about speech, which is why I volunteered for this one. (laughs) Not because I'm killing it at this subject, not because I rock it, but because I feel like God has done so much in my life around this subject that I literally just want to shout his goodness with my mouth today and with my life. So I just, you know, when it came to this one, I was raising my hand. I'll do that one. I got that one. I got some things to say about that one. I have some experience. So let's stand together. You just sat down and got comfortable. This is not a religious thing that we do when we read God's word. It's just a thing we've been doing to honor it because it's just so important. So while you stand, I'm going to read all of James 3. I will not talk about all of James 3. I will just let the Holy Spirit talk to you as he wishes about most of it, and I'll just hit maybe like one point. So this is uh, James chapter 3. Dear brothers and sisters, not many of you should become teachers in the church, for we who teach will be judged more strictly. Great. I'm in a great, great place today. Indeed, we all make many mistakes, for if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth, and a small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a whole world of wickedness corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. Good thing we're going to be unpacking that. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil, full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessing and cursing come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. If you are wise and understand God's ways, prove it 
by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes with wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and and evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. Okay, you can sit down. Thank you. So let me tell you a little bit more about me. My career is in public relations and communications. So don't judge me by the way I speak today now just because I told you that. So one big part of my job for my company is managing social media accounts. And I love it. I love it. It's not because I necessarily love social media or I just, you know, want to be on Facebook for eight hours a day or anything like that. The reason that I really love it is because it's a study of why people do the things they do, how they think, how they react, what am I saying that's going to help somebody. I just, I really love looking at the story behind the story. I love finding the gold. So let me give you an example. One thing that I do on a daily basis is I respond to Facebook comments and Google reviews. Have you ever seen Google reviews? They can be savage. Now, my company is a great company. I'm going to go ahead and say it. If there's ever a bad Google review, the first thing I do is I go to our customer service people and I say, okay, tell me the real story. Because there will be all kind of accusation of how they were mistreated, how we did them wrong, you know, how we did all this stuff. And I know it's not true because that's not how we operate. So I go and I get the real story. Usually, I work for an electric company. Usually the real story is they've been cut off five times this year already for not paying their bills. Or... That, okay, that's usually, that's usually the case. <laughs> or they didn't want to pay some fee that we charge, whatever. Okay. So when I respond to that Google review, do I get on there and say, well, forget you because you, ha- you don't pay your bills? Do I like smear their name all over? Like, yeah, you, you called our customer service agent a whatever. You know, like forget you, you're a bad person. No, you can't do that. Because behind the story, let's just say it's somebody who hadn't paid their bills in five months. There's a bigger story there. If you can't pay your electric bill, you've got some stress in your life that you're dealing with. Or either your life is out of order, you know, and you can't remember to pay it. I mean, there's something going on. You know, what, what's happened? Did you lose your job? Did somebody, did your family walk out on you? Did you have a huge medical expense come up where you had to keep your child in the hospital for a few months and now you don't know how you're going to pay for everything? I mean, there's behind every 
angry comment. It's not a bad person. It's not anger. You've got to find that story behind there. And you, you deal, in my job, that's what I love to do, is you treat people like people. And so studying the effects of the tongue, of speech, and the causes is what I do on a daily basis. And I love it. It's like a treasure hunt. And it's bringing out the golden situations that maybe all you saw was dirt to begin with. So some of the effects of the tongue that I've seen watching other companies, other, you know, social media accounts is it sounds a lot like James 3, that a small spark can set a whole forest on fire. Have you seen people go down in flames because of a scandal that happened maybe just on TikTok? Or is it just me that studies things like that? Like, I don't want to be like that, so let me see what they did because I don't want, to, I don't want that to happen to us. I, I put out fires before they happen. James 3 says, the tongue can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. No one can tame the tongue. It's restless and evil, full of deadly poison. That doesn't sound too hopeful, does it? So let me give you some hope. All of you know what a red flag is, right? I brought one today. <laughs> we might need to wave it every once in a while. So let's think of the tongue like a flag. Does anybody know what a beige flag is? You've seen somebody use that term? That you're laughing, I know you have. Or a green flag, you know. So let's think of the tongue like that, the test of the tongue. The tongue is just a flag. They point to a bigger issue. The flag isn't, isn't the big issue. There's an issue that it's pointing to. So let's look at back at James 3, verse 11. Does a spring of water bubble out with both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives? Or a grapevine produce figs? No, and you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. Have you ever heard the phrase, what's in the well comes up in the bucket? Is that just an Alabama thing? You've never heard that? Well, I'll just give the rest of you a minute to comprehend that. What's in the well comes up in the bucket. See, so much wisdom out of Alabama. So much wisdom flowing from my mouth right now. Let me, let me just let somebody else put it better. Let's, let's, let's listen to what Jesus said about it. Matthew chapter 12. A tree is identified by its fruit. If a tree is good, its fruit will be good. If a tree is bad, its fruit will be bad. You brood of snakes. <laughs> I'm not calling y'all that. That's just what Jesus said here. How could evil men be like you speak what is good and right? For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. And I tell you this, you must give an account on judgment day for every idle word you speak. The words you say will either acquit you or condemn you. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. 
That's not what he said. I just put that there. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. What's in the well will come up in the bucket. So the issue's not really about the tongue, is it? No. This isn't gonna be a message about watch your mouth. Do better. Quit saying that. Quit talking like that. Watch your tone, young lady. That's not gonna get us anywhere, right? I mean, James says, no one can tame the tongue. No one. So if that's where you're trying, you're spinning your wheels. Take it from someone who knows. If something is coming out of your mouth that you don't feel just right about, it's time to tend your heart. And this isn't a do this, do that. This will set you free. This will set you free. So let me give you an example of how I know. This is a recent one, maybe just a couple of months ago. Though I have many I'd be willing to share. So Gunnar and I got on the subject somehow of dreams, not dreams that you sleep, but dreams that you want to have happen one day, things that we'd like to do, which you would think was a pretty fun and positive topic, right? <laughs> Never fear, I am here. Well, Un, un, unexpectedly, I pretty much just spewed negativity all over that conversation. I mean, and it's, have you ever been surprised by what comes out of your own mouth? You were like, I had no idea I was that upset. Like, have you ever done, like it's welling in there, but you hadn't really paid attention to it. And then you get to talking and it's like, ah! This is how that conversation was. I was surprised, I surprised myself. I know I surprised him, which he ought not be surprised anymore. I mean, we've been married for 17 years. So that just, my tongue was like a red flag in that moment. It just made me stop and ask, why? What is going on with me? And I feel like that that day, God used that conversation and my listening to myself to really open my eyes and to start a journey to free me up from some things that were going on the inside that I didn't even know. My tongue was definitely a test that day. I was feeling very discontent about some things in my life and resentful even. I was looking at what everybody else had going on and I was like, well, you know, I really want that. I, if my life could just be like that, or if I could have that, then my life would be valuable. It would be good. It would be fulfilling. I didn't even know that was happening. That was just subconscious. And until I really just spewed negativity, I just, you know, you, because you know how you should feel. And so you kind of, no, 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 I don't really feel that way. You kind of try to cover it up, but then it comes out of your mouth at some point. And then God has a chance to deal with it because it's like, okay, you know, let me, let me set you free from some things that you're depending on that maybe you shouldn't be. So I can tell you that today, when a similar test comes up, I, don't, I may not pass with flying colors yet, but my results are a whole lot better than they were that day. I mean, he has done so much healing, brought so much truth to those areas, and I've let go. I was struggling, holding on to things that didn't matter or that he didn't want me holding on to. And so today, I'm, my circumstances have not changed since two months ago, but I have certainly changed. 
And I'm walking in a freedom because of that that I wasn't walking in before. And it all started right here. So, if the tongue is a test, what could your tongue be telling you? So, I'm not a licensed counselor. We're not going to try to delve in there today. That may be of value to you. Um, But we do have Holy Spirit, and I know that He is speaking all the time, and He cares about you. And so, I'm going to go through some practicals, and I just want you to listen to what He would say. Um, There may be something in this that He's going to put His finger on, and you may not be free today. You may be. You may not discover the big why, but today may be the starting point in a journey for you. Because he shows us what may be wrong first. And then he's patient and he sets us free and he works things out. Because when he works slowly, sometimes it sticks. We learn how to walk differently. Okay, so first of all, what's usually the first thing about the tongue you hear in a church setting? Anybody got a guess? Maybe it's just me. Gossip. (laughs) You act like you've heard that before. That's the first thing. I know, you know, it's like when somebody addresses the tongue, y'all stop gossiping. Stop talking about people behind their back. So, you know, okay, gossiping is, is valuable. I mean, talking about, not gossiping is valuable. Talking about gossip is valuable. (laughs) You know what I mean. So, if gossiping may be your red flag, it's not going to help if I stand up here and say, quit that. Stop that. My question to you is, why? What's behind that? Are you really, really desperate for relationships? And so, one way to feel close to somebody else is maybe to throw somebody else under the bus or to talk about their stuff. You know, gossips aren't bad people. There's something, there's something that needs to be addressed here. You are not a gossip. I'm not going to label somebody like that. Maybe is it that you need to see the world from a higher perspective? You know, maybe it's like you know how to operate down here, but maybe you need to ask God to help you see from a different, maybe his perspective of other people. Maybe you're lacking love, like true love that comes from deep down for other people. Maybe you haven't been loved that way. Maybe you haven't had those kind of friendships that focus on something else. What about harshness or angry speech? I know last week when I was talking to somebody about this message, they're like, they pointed at their husband and they're like, yeah, he gets most of it. So what about that? Is it caused by stress? because you're trying so hard to carry something that's too heavy for you? Maybe something you were never meant to carry? I've certainly been there. Is it because somebody's been harsh with you and that's the only way you really know how to talk and relate to other people? Is it because you can't let your guard down because being kind and peaceful feels very vulnerable? Somebody could hurt you. What's simmering under the surface that you'd love to be free from? What about bossiness or control? Do I need some people to raise their hands? 
Oh, there, there we go, one right there. I'll raise my hand on that one. Are you carrying around a false responsibility to make sure everything's right? To make sure everybody else gets in line? Are you afraid of being hurt if everything is not just right? And so you've got to make sure you're right and everybody else is right. Is your speech a sign that you have a lack of love or peace on the inside? Because if it is, Jesus can remove the obstacle. Because we have Holy Spirit living in us, if you're a believer, you have access to unlimited peace, full peace, unlimited love, unlimited gentleness. So if it's not there, there's just something blocking that Jesus can remove. What about lying? Or, this may be more applicable, making promises that you know you can't keep. You want to, your intention is good, but you know you can't keep those promises to all the people that you're making promises to. Is it because you just feel like you have to fake it or somebody's gonna find you out? That imposter syndrome we hear so much of. What's keeping you from the freedom to be honest or to embrace your limitations? Is that hard to face? So we talked about how the tongue can be destructive, but it can also be life-giving. So the same word here for speech is logos. I'm sure in the, in the original language, I know you've heard that word. It's the same word in John chapter one for Jesus himself. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. It's the same word used for when Jesus would speak and heal people, logos. The same word used when he would cast demons out of somebody's child. The same word when he would teach and just open the words of life to us. So words aren't all bad, are they? They can produce a lot of fruit. In the parable of the sower, logos is what the seed was, the word. And it could grow and produce fruit, produce a harvest. James 3 says the tongue is like a rudder with the ability to turn huge ships even though the winds are strong. It's powerful. James 3 says, and those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness when filled with godly wisdom. So there's hope for the tongue. We can go from setting forests on fire to planting seeds of peace. Even though you've already set forests on fire, that doesn't, that doesn't disqualify you. Sometimes when the forest burns down and all that's left is that rich soil, the seeds of peace can grow there. Go ahead, it's, it's all about him. So Jesus redeems us from the inside out. If he can redeem our hearts, then what's in the well can come up in the bucket. So Adam, you can come up at this point if you want to. I've just got a couple more things to say. Do y'all remember in James 3 where we talked about, um, the t you know, we use a bit for the horse to control it? Listen to Psalm 32 and how it's a contrast. This is God talking here through the psalmist. 
I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. Don't be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle. It's they will not come near you. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, you righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. So there is a way to go from trying to control the tongue with a bridle to God says, I'll guide you with my eye upon you. Don't be like the horse that has to have a bridle. Let me tell you one more story just from my life. Once upon a time, this was my dream. Opening my mouth to tell about the goodness of God, to expound on scripture, to encourage other people, to pour into other people. I never told anybody that, that I wanted to be, that that's, that would just fill my cup. But that's what I, that was a dream. But do you know that sometime when there's a dream, we know the dream, but we don't know what the path to get there is going to look like. And a lot of times that's really painful because of growing pains and things that have to be worked out of your life that you don't know are there. Well, real life happened. Stress happened. I had flaws that were always there, but they had never come to the surface. And stress in real life has a way of making those flaws come to the surface. You know, bear their claws. I really identified with that verse that talked about the tongue being a fire because I had burned people and I hated it. And I hated myself for it. There was a time in my life when I felt like literally all that came out of my mouth was destruction. I had made so many mistakes. I was just like, I can't control, I can't control what I say. I can't control, and it hurts people. And so from now on, I am no longer going to, I'm just going to be quiet. I've got to keep my mouth shut. And if you knew me before or after, you know that that's not really how I've lived my life. <laughs> Keeping my mouth shut doesn't sound much like me. But that was the only thing I could think of because I was so tired of what was coming out of my mouth. I felt so destructive that I was like, that's all I'm, for the rest of my life, I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna be quiet. Well, I gave up on me, but God did not give up on me. He kept working and he kept working and he brought truth into my, my, my heart. He brought truth to my eyes. He brought people into my life who called out those things that I had tried to bury not knowing that I had made this vow with myself, I will shut up. They were, they were undigging, they were digging up those things that they were calling out of me that they saw in me. So finally, I agreed that I would try to speak again. I came to that place, God had done a lot of healing. This was during COVID. And so I was in front of a camera didn't have, you know, feedback immediately like I do today to keep me encouraged. But I spoke. I just talked about a Bible story, brought out a few points, and it was over. I did it. Just that was a win. Okay, I did it. But after that message aired, that was back when we were, you know, live streaming or 
doing it different than now. Um, I got a message from somebody and I had no idea what was going on in this person's life. Nobody did. And this person went point by point. And what I spoke about not knowing was exactly what was going on in their life. Even to the point that the Bible story character had the same name. It was incredible. I had never gotten anything, never heard anything like that. And so that was such a landmark day for me because God showed me that no matter what syllables are coming out of my mouth, He can speak and He can do what He wants. And He did. He did. And that hopeless situation that this person was in is completely different today. I'm not saying it's because of what I said, but I feel like that day God started something in that family's life. And it's so different today than it was. It's no longer hopeless. And so I tell you, I tell you that to say that there's so much ahead. There's so much freedom. There's so much joy. There's so much fruit that God wants to produce in your life. And so let the Holy Spirit speak to you this morning. Let him put his finger on what is that thing on the inside that needs to be tended? Is it an unmet need? Is it a sin that needs to be released? Let's stand and pray. He wants to take you from burning down forests to producing a harvest of peace and righteousness. God, we just thank you so much that you just don't give up on us, even though we are totally give up onable. God, you saw in me, you saw the gold underneath the dirt. You saw beyond that dirt where I had burned down the forests and you saw just the richness of the soul that only you can cause the harvest. You can only cause the seed to grow. God, you saw what we would say and do before you called any of us. And it didn't stop you because nothing stops you. Nothing cancels out your power. Nothing cancels out your plan. Your kingdom is coming. Your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are your children. You have redeemed us. You have changed us on the inside. And you are working out what you've done. You are the potter. And you're working out those bad spots. And we will be a beautiful pot one day will be a beautiful work of art. So Lord, today I pray that you just say what you want. What is it you're doing? Lord, you see us as your body, but you see us individually too. You care so much. You know the hairs on our head. So Holy Spirit, we just give you freedom. We just give you freedom. 
pray that you'd speak right now. Lord, let us see our red flags. Help us to understand. And we will follow you. We'll say yes. I pray that you just be relentless with us. You are. Let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our heart be pleasing in your sight. Oh Lord, our rock and our redeemer. God, I thank you for the good fruit I see. I thank you that every single week, Lord, I see just the fruit of these people's lives. I see how they're using their voice to call people to you, to love other people, to encourage other people, to impart truth every single day. God, I know that's you. And I just pray, I pray for that to increase right now. I pray for an increase of good fruit where people are stepping out and just sharing your truth. I thank you for that. And I just pray that you just put your anointing on it and that Holy Spirit, that you would just do what you want with that. Lord, we just, we surrender that to you right now and we just give it to you knowing that it's yours. And we just say, do what you want with it. Lord, I pray that you just do exactly what you want in our hearts. I pray that you'd provide for needs that we didn't even know we had. I pray that you would just let us be planters of peace and that we would just reap a harvest of righteousness everywhere we go. Lord, we honor you we just honor you with our words. We honor you with our hearts. You're worthy of honor. Thank you for freedom. Thank you for hope. Thank you for healing. Thank you for encouragement. Thank you for evidence of your spirit. We love you so much. And we praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. If I have any community leaders in here um, who wouldn't mind coming to the front, if you have a need for prayer, any need, healing, just prayer for a situation you're in, wisdom, if you don't know the Lord that we've been talking about today, but you would like to, just come up front. These guys will pray for you. Just any need that you have. Y'all have a good week. Be blessed. Know that God's with you all the time. We see y'all next week. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. For more information about The Dwelling, visit thedwellingchurch.org.